0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about discipline. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So I don't know about where you live, but where I've been, uh, where I live, it's been absolutely soaking the last few days. Absolutely torrential rain um, every day. So I know there's been a lot of flood warnings and actual floods um, further up north. So hopefully wherever you are, you've been able to stay safe and uh, been safe with your families, etc. So fingers crossed that you've all uh, managed that. Um, All we've had to compete with is just the continuous rain. There's no disruption to travel or anything. The road's been pretty good um, where I am, so that's been pretty lucky. But it has mean that every evening when I've been out running, I've been drenched so I've not been able to shake my cold I'm guessing it's because of that um, so I've had my cold for a couple of weeks now so apologies if you hear me sniffing a little bit sniffling a little bit on the podcast Um, am still uh, trying to recover from that cold just can't seem to shake it the the rain has certainly not helped um, I've been trying to as you know I've been trying to maintain the number of runs I do per week so the last couple of weeks I've managed to do four evening runs which has been really positive Well, four runs per week three evening runs and then the park run on a saturday so that's been really good for me i'm slowly upping that mileage that i'm doing um so i started out with uh four five k runs and I've, I've got it now up to um uh, the one five k on the saturday morning and four five and three other five mile runs so four runs in total three five mile runs and the five k and over the next few weeks i'm going to try and increase that even further as well it's been challenging because of the rain, but as today's topic is about discipline, it's about kind of making sure that I get out there and do it consistently so that I can get those improvements that I want to see i've got a I've got a half marathon in a couple of weeks' time, so i'm I'm kind of training for that um so I'll be running this week four times again, probably up my mileage again slightly this week, and then I'll be having a week of rest before the marathon um a taper week if um if you're familiar with that kind of terms so that'll be quite good so i won't be running that week nice relaxed couple of crossfit uh sessions uh cross workouts in the uh in the gym for me and that week just uh, a few easygoing one sessions though not going to be working myself too hard on the run-up to that and um, then i've got the half marathon then I'll probably have a recovery week uh, recovery week after the half marathon and then I'll be back to my four runs a week again and doing it consistently. And what I'm trying to do is do that consistently through the winter, building up through the winter so that in January I've got a, a marathon uh, if all goes according to plan. And then obviously in July I've booked the 100 kilometre run that I've mentioned before. So I'm slowly working my way up to that. So it's about that consistency and that dis- discipline of getting out, hitting miles, hitting the road every week getting those miles under my belt and just slowly working my way up so I don't suffer too much either on the marathon in January or the 100 uh, 100 kilometers next year. So this weekend has also been a really good weekend for me. Um, uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I set up my tropical fish tank again. I've not had a fish tank. uh, Well, I've had the fish tank for uh, for years, but it's not been set up the last two or three years. Um, It's just been sat empty. Um, I cleaned it up and reset it up a couple of weeks ago, which was really good. Um, I've got a load of shrimp in there. Um, they've been in there for a couple of weeks, but I just this weekend, I recently stocked um, this weekend with a, a load of other fish. So I got some catfish, some Corydoras, um, and some mountain minnows to go in there as well. So it's looking quite good at the moment. It's behind me. Um, the light's re- looking really good on it, actually. It's got a new... I bought a new... Um, led light fittings for it because the old bulbs in it needed to be replaced the old t5s um, so they needed to be replaced Um, so i replaced those with an led set and i wasn't too sure about how those work i've not used led lights for an aquarium before but they seem to be doing well the plants in there seem to be growing well so it's looking good this weekend i also set up for the first time um, i'm a bit 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 behind the times i've never used one of these before was um uh, a, a wireless smart plug um, so this is where you put a plug into the wall and then you put another plug into it and um, you can turn that device then on and off from your phone. Um, so that's quite cool. Uh, I'm not; uh, It's working fine. I've got it to turn off and I've just tried I've just tried setting a timer on it. Um, so we'll see how that works. Hopefully that'll work well. Um, what I've got is um, it plugged into a radiator at the moment so I can tell in the morning whether the hallway is warm or cold, whether it's worked or not. Um, so fingers crossed. When I wake up in the morning, it'll be nice and toasty. Uh, What I'll try and want to get to is if it works nicely and seems to work well, I want to plug um, the cooker into it so that when I leave uh, meetings, etc., I'm coming home, I can get um, use my phone to turn the cooker on so it's ready to go when I get in straight away instead of having to wait um, 20 to 25 minutes for it to warm up. I've got quite an old cooker, so it takes a little while for mine to warm up. Um, really good once it gets to the temperature just takes a while to get there. So I want to be able to turn it on um, whenever I'm coming back. If I'm coming back from a, a run, for example, um, and, and it's late, um, I can actually set my cooker to turn on while I'm out on the run instead of either having it on for the whole time that I'm out, um, which I don't particularly like doing or don't. I've, I've never done it. I don't want to do it. because um, I think that's a bit dangerous. Um, probably wouldn't be anything wrong with doing it, but I'd rather not. So that's, that's the kind of aim is to be able to turn it out, go out for a run, turn it on halfway round, and then by the time I get up, it's nice and warm, I can whack food in and, and away I go. So that'd be cool. So that was my week. Hopefully, like I said, you've all had a good week too. Um, hopefully, you listened to last week's podcast uh, and got some information from it that's been useful to you. I'm going to kind of build on that a little bit today because there are a few things I want to mention. Um... I know I said the topic was discipline, but I'm going to link it back a couple of times to the pre- couple of episodes um, of the podcast Just Gone. Because um, I heard kind of, I had a couple of conversations and somebody told me a few quotes and things that I think were really relevant. It's a shame I didn't have them at the time, but I've got them now. And I think we can uh, build on what we talked about previously. So in the previous episode, we were talking about um, making your rules and sticking to them. And we were talking about this in the context of, um, we, we, we talked about it in a number of contexts, actually, we were talking about it in a business context. So if you're in a property business, you know, you're going to have a list of criteria that need to be met before you invest in a property. Now, that might be um, a number of things. It might be um, if you're buy if you're If you're buying to flip or buying to let, it might be um, a certain percentage below market value that you want to buy a property at. It might be the prospective return on investment or return on capital employed. There are a number of measures there that you might need to meet. In terms of a HMO, um, it might be a a property may need a certain number of rooms to make it profitable for you. It might need to be in a certain um, area near to amenities. There might be a whole host of criteria or rules that you might have around investing in a property before you actually go ahead and invest in that property. And as we mentioned, then it's really key to stick to those rules um, as you go along. Now, we also talked about it in a number of other contexts. So in terms of um, your health uh, and wellness, so in terms of how many times you're exercising a week, you know, you might set yourself a rule to like, as I have to try to not try to get out and try is to fail. So I try not to, oh no, I've got myself into a whole mix there. So you shouldn't try to do anything. You should just do it. If you try to do something, you failed. So um, always ensure um, that you use the correct language there. So you're not setting yourself up for failure with your own language. Um, So get out four times a week running is my goal. So that's kind of a rule I've set for myself for my own fitness and wellness, um you might have some rules or um guidelines in terms of what you do with your family time, so this might be um spending more time with your family. It might be not spending so long on social media to make sure that you're present when you're talking to family and friends, that kind of thing, so there are a whole host of different scenarios around why you would have some rules now, whatever those rules are, we talked about why it's important to stick them and like I said just now um I think that once you compromise, once you break your rules once, it becomes much easier to then break your rules again. And last week we gave some examples of that in terms of, you know, if um, the return on a property is slightly lower than your rules, you know, it might be £10 under or something and you might go for it and that you might not have any problems with that property. But then another one comes along and it's another £10 under that. Again, you go for it because you didn't have any problems. Eventually, you're going to come a cropper and you're going to have issues with that. So it's important to stick with it. And the quote I heard this week, um, it was in a conversation with somebody, and they actually said it really succinctly, which I hadn't got before. And they said, if you can compromise once, you'll compromise again. And I think that's a really succinct way of saying what I've just said in a long-winded way. If you can compromise once, you'll compromise again. And I think that's so true about everything in life. If you've got a whole set of um, rules that you've got and you start breaking them here and there, you kind of lose the integrity. You either lose your own integrity or you lose the integrity of what you're trying to achieve and I think the value of integrity is key and is core to most people. I think most people believe that they have oh, excuse me, your net that they have integrity. Um I think people don't go out of their way to try and break the rules. It just seems to be the easier thing to do at a time. In a lot of instances, which can cause problems in the future. But by breaking that integrity of your rule set, um, that can lead to problems now as we mentioned before there's a difference between a calculated change in your rules so if you've if you've never had a problem uh, a returning of investment of 500 pounds per month for a property then you might decide actually let's try it for a little while and see if we can um, still um, have the same quality of products the same um, thing of return um, at 450 pounds a month then that's a good trial because you're trying something new and you've kind of got some um, systems around it. If it doesn't work, you will have thought through right, what you need to do to get out of that, um, how you fix that, etc. So doing a calculated change is different but doing a on-the-fly decision to break those rules is the wrong thing to do. And that's really what we want to avoid. It's about keeping that integrity. And it's about having the discipline, the discipline to keep to those rules, because a lot of people don't have that discipline. And again, if you lose that discipline, it's going to lead to a break in either your own integrity or the integrity of whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And I think those two, those two words are very powerful words, discipline, and integrity, and they kind of get thrown around a little bit without really um, a lot of people thinking about what that means. I think, uh, you know, in my own personal life, take my running, for example, I think there's a real struggle sometimes to um, keep that discipline going. So um, running four times a week for the last few weeks, last three weeks, I think I've managed to achieve that. That's been really good. There's a couple of times where I thought, do you know what? It's absolutely tipping it down. I really don't want to go out and run five kilometers or five miles, whatever the distance was I was trying to do. And I think, right, let let me leave it for half an hour and see if the rain rain dies down. Maybe it'll go away and it'll dry off. So it'll be a bit easier. So you leave it for half an hour. It's still raining. But the problem is now if you're half an hour later. It's half an hour darker. Um, so you've got a whole host of new problems. So each time you push it back, the more likely I am not to actually do that run. So I've stopped doing that now stopped pushing it back. And whether it's raining, snowing or what it hailing, it was hailing, not, we've not had any snow yet, luckily, um, but it was absolutely hailing um, uh, last week, about a week and a half ago. I think it was, we had, uh, I managed to be out um, catch the beginning of a massive hailstorm while I was out running or catch the end of it even, um, which was uh, a, a bit challenging, but it was, it was all right once you get out there, you realise that wet is wet. It doesn't matter whether it's a little bit of a drizzle or a heavy downpour. Wet is wet, you've just got to get out and do it. And like I say, if you keep pushing something back, or you decide, actually, I'm not going to do it today, I'm going to run an extra time next week, then the next time it's raining and you want to go out for a run, it's so easy to do exactly the same thing and push it back. And before you know it, you've missed two or three runs on the trot and you've kind of lost, you've broken the habit altogether, you've lost that discipline and uh, and your running or w- whatever it is that we're, you're talking about is suffering as a result of that. And I think it's really key to keep that discipline, to make sure that you're doing that consistently. And, and uh, that's kind of about maintaining your integrity about the kind of person you want to be as well. If you want to be somebody who's fit and healthy, then you have to prioritize that. And for me, I do that via my running and some other training that I do um so that for me is is my integrity for my health and fitness is around getting out having the discipline to do those four runs a week and doing the other training as required so what is what does the integrity look like for you in your life is it is there something that you need to set around your business goals is it something you need to set around your health and fitness is it something about spending time with your family is there something spiritual that you need to kind of have a think about what is it for you that you need to kind of have a long, hard thinking and kind of prioritize the things in your life? And I think it's it's real key. I, um, I'm reading a book at the moment and I don't want to give it too much away because it's going to be the review um, uh, next week's podcast. Um, um, so I'm reading a book at the moment. And I think the real key thing that one of the key things that I've got from that. Is that you kind of need to prioritize your uh, prioritize who you are um, in terms of what your value, core values are. So, for example, in my life, I've kind of sat down this week and had a real good think about how I want to prioritize things. And the number one that I want thing that I want to prioritize over everything else is my health and fitness. Because without my health, fitness, and wellness, nothing else really matters. It doesn't matter. How much money I'm making through my businesses? It doesn't matter how many friends I've got. It doesn't matter what my relationships with my family are like. It doesn't matter how many, um, how how much time I'm spending with clients. It doesn't matter how many times I'm going out to eat dinner. It doesn't matter how many times, and it doesn't matter if I've not got my health and wellness to be able to do those things. So for me, I decided to put that at the top of my list, and and uh, so as I'm making decisions throughout the day, um, I always prioritize those things more. The second thing that I prioritized on my list was my financial freedom. So this is setting up um, a number of months. So for me, um, financial freedom for me means, and it will mean different things to different people, is being able to um, survive a number of months um, without any income at all. So if my um, businesses stopped functioning and I stopped receiving a paycheck. How could I survive? And it's about having things in place to enable that to survive. So, um, for me, that's work. So, that means working on my business and setting up passive streams of income through my business. Um, and that means um, having benefits and that means having different savings accounts set up, etc., to be able to do that. So, what happens when these two things conflict so there's a few other things that i've got on my list of um priorities but let's just settle for those two for now but the important thing is what happens when those two things conflict with each other now i had an example of this um this week and i, I and using this um this what i've learned this week i probably made the wrong decisions based on this and looking back you could see that it was the wrong decision so i think it was a good good learning opportunity for myself about how how I got that wrong so I'm going to share that with you now so I was out looking at a property um, yeah, so the property was um, about 250 miles from where I lived so it was a long old drive from where I lived um, however it was a property that I was really interested in um, uh, there were a whole host of factors around that I know I usually say um, you, uh, invest in your local gold mine area, but there are always exceptions to those rules. So there was this property that I was really interested in that I wanted to go and have a look at. In fact, it was the second time that I'd gone to view the property because I was really keen on this property. So I I booked a day off off um, off work, so I wasn't doing anything, canceled everything that day. And what I did was spend the day, um, I planned the day that I was going to drive up. Um, I actually took my running gear with me um because um so it was up north um there was a beach about 15 minutes 20 minutes away from where i was um viewing the property um so i, I arranged to go up view the property at about two o'clock it was about a four hour drive from where i live um so drive up view the property um do the viewing and then um my plan was to go to the beach do the run and then I come home again four hours drive home so good day all in all well a long old day a lot of traveling but it would have been a good day if everything had gone according to plan. So uh, I rock up um, in the car in the morning, got in the car, drove up, got my running kit with me. Everything was planned. Everything was good. So four, four and a bit hours drive up, it took me longer than I was expecting. So I was about 15 minutes late for the viewing. Um, but I let the guy know, um, I let the agent know that I was going to be late um, because uh, I, I didn't want them hanging around for me. So I rang him up, said I was going to be about half an hour late. It turned out I was only about 15 minutes late, and that was fine. So I rang him when I got there. Um, They said they'd have somebody there shortly. So brilliant. So I was sat outside the property. Anyway, about half an hour passed, hadn't heard anything. Um, It's absolutely cheating it down with the rain. Um, So I'm just sat in the car, keeping dry um messing around doing some emails and stuff on my phone so not just not really doing much but being a slightly productive cuz I'm answering a few emails etc getting that done so half an hour passed by I ring my man up again uh turns out um, the they can't get hold of the guy who's supposed to be coming to visit me um so they gave me his personal number because um, they've been trying to call him, they can't get hold of him, so they're giving me numbers so they can. We can both try calling him. Um, I managed to get through to him about ten or fifteen minutes later. He told me he wasn't in the area, but he was going to have one of his team get to me, and they'd phone me in about ten or fifteen minutes' time to let me know that they were on their way or how long they'd be. So I'm still sat in the car at this point. Um, about forty-five minutes uh, has passed, uh, maybe a bit longer, and um, I'm sat there waiting. Anyway, I don't hear off his team or anybody um, for the next half an hour again. Um, so I give them another call. Um, no answer. Can't get through to them. So I ring, ring the office back up. Um, they can't get hold of him again either. So I said, right, I'll hang around for another little while. I've driven all this way. It's not a problem. Um, whenever the guy gets out here, it's, it's not a problem. I'll hang around. So still sat in the car waiting for um, for the guy to turn up. Now... At this point, I've wasted about an hour and 20 minutes just sat in the car waiting. Now, I've also got quite hungry because I've just driven up four and a half hours, but I'm hanging around waiting. Nothing's happened. So, um, anyway, about two hours pass in the end, and um, the office called me back and said, look, it's up to you whether you want to go or not. We can't get hold of him again. I tried. I personally tried phoning the guy again. Couldn't get hold of him again. Um and I said, right, what I'll do is I'll hang around for another 15 minutes or so. If he turns up, he turns up great. If not, then I'm I'm going to have to head home because I've got a four hour drive home at this point. Um, instead of um, the viewing was supposed to be at two o'clock. So it is now about four o'clock, half four. Um, so now I'm hitting all the rush hour traffic as well. So I can see um, lo- loads of school kids walking past. So I know the traffic on the main roads are going to be terrible because it's uh, now smack bang in the middle of all the school runs in a busy city centre um and i now know i'm gonna hit all the traffic on all the major cities all the way back down as well i'm um, like this is just gonna be a, a complete nightmare driving back so i need to cut out the trip to the beach to do the run because the traffic's gonna be a nightmare so i wait around <laughs> another 15 minutes and um i run back uh, i drive back Sorry about that. I probably could hear Snow barking in the back background. I'm not really sure what she's barking at I can't see anybody outside, but there we go. Um, so I drove back. Um, now, the drive back, so I drove up in about four hours, 15 minutes, something like that, four hours, 10, four hours, 15 minutes, something like that. It took me to drive up. Um, on the way back, it took me five and a half hours because of all the traffic. So by the time I drove back, my back was aching because I'd been sat, literally sat in the car all day long. So I'd had... Nine and a bit hours of driving and the two hours sat in the car waiting. So, 11 over 11 hours in total in the car. So, my back was aching, my legs were aching. And I really, by the time I got back, because it was so late, I needed to walk snow. So, I walked snow. But I really didn't have the time or the energy to go for a run that evening. And if I'd have thought about it a bit more, I can use my prioritization process that I've learned this week. I probably could have got my run in and saved my house uh, myself a whole load of bother. So if while I was waiting for the guy, I would have thought, right, actually, I can take the opportunity to go for a run now. It's not going to be on the beach, but I can actually get changed in the car. It's not a problem because I've got my running gear here. Could have got changed quickly in the car and just run around the local area um i could have chosen um a mile block or a 2 mile block around the where the house was that i was viewing because if the guy had called me back and said right i'm here i could have been you know 15 20 minutes away at most if i was um you know if i was 5 miles away it'd be about 25 minutes Um, Running for me to get there. So if I stayed within one or two miles, you know, it would have taken me no longer than eight or nine, ten minutes at most to get back to the property, and I could have got my run in, and it wouldn't have affected me because I'd have got my run in and I would have still hit exactly the same traffic on the way back. So if I'd have kind of used that thinking and prioritized it in that way, if now that I've got it prioritized, that my health and fitness is the top of my priority list, and that nothing else should knock that off the top spot. Um, I know how to react and um, uh, respond to certain challenges and, and those challenges that were presented to me. So I chose the wrong option. I just sat in the car and waited for the guy. I kind of took him at his word that he was going to be there. Even if he had have turned up, I could have just done a couple of miles around the block and and we, he could have come, um, shown me around the property, and then I could have gone and finished the run on the beach or finished it locally, whatever was uh, the best option at the time. But I would have got that run in. Now, in the end, that's the first run that I've missed um, for the last three weeks. And I was actually really gutted when I got home because I i genuinely, my back was really aching. And I just didn't have the energy or the or the will to go out. And I was just like, oh, this is a nightmare. I, I could go out now, but it's like 10 o'clock at night. Do I want to... Uh, do I really want to... Uh, Go out and run at this time on the roads. um It's still absolutely tipping it down, so I've now got my high vis coats and stuff, so I've prepped for it. But it's going to be a nightmare out on the roads. So, and I thought, no, just leave it and do it tomorrow. And in the end, I just missed that run entirely. And like I said, it's that compromise that leads you to another compromise, and it was it was the best decision at the time. But if I'd have thought about it right. I could have done the run like I said and still and still um, had exactly the same outcome so I kind of missed an opportunity. So in your life if you've got what your um what your rules are prioritized what your um what your um overall goals are who you want who what what do you want to be and who do you want to be if you've got that kind of prioritized in a list you know how to make those decisions then so now going forward if anything like that happens again i know that i can prioritize getting that exercise in and getting that done over anything else and making that happen so if i was in like i said if i was in exactly the same situation again instead of waiting and sitting in the car i just got changed quickly um yeah i'd have dripped a bit of water around the property as we were looking at it but that wouldn't have really mattered um, i'm sure they would have understood because they were so late so if i was in that situation again all i'd do is quickly get changed in the car go for a run stick to the local area so i'm not too far away no more than five to ten minutes away if they do rock up um and and do that now the other key thing about this story um is that it really shouldn't be that difficult for somebody to turn up when they say they're going to turn up now i went to the trouble of letting them know that i was going to be about 15 minutes late and i actually gave them myself another 15 minute buffer as well just in case i was going to be even further because like i said it was a 400 mile journey or a 200 mile journey sorry so um there were were obviously lots of variables in that so i actually gave them the notice that i was going to be slightly late so they could plan that so they they weren't waiting around and that was all fine Now, if they knew at that point that they weren't going to be able to make it, why didn't they tell me at that point so that I didn't have to drive the rest of the way up for it and have a wasted visit? And I think about maintaining that integrity and discipline is being honest with yourself and honest with your customers about what you can and can't achieve. Because promising me that you're going to meet me at a property. I've come a long way to view, or well, it doesn't really matter that I've come a long way to view it. It doesn't matter whether it's the property next door to where I live. If you say that you're going to be there at a certain time, you really ought to be there at a certain time. And I think that's a key thing for everybody in our who runs their own business is to, um, if you say something, make sure you deliver upon that promise because it's not going to take long for a, a negative reputation to get out about you if you keep consistently breaking breaking your word now, it really shouldn't have been difficult for somebody to come and meet me at that property. And I, I had a, a, an ample window of time there. Um, I was sat there for over two and a half hours in the end that somebody could have come. Um, are you telling me that somebody can't come within a two and a half window to show me around the property? It doesn't take long to show somebody around a property. So what, what's going on? There's something going on there. And I think... We need to analyze our own businesses and our own lives. And maybe it's not just in business. If you keep saying to your, your partner, you know, your husband or your wife, your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whatever, um, that you're going to be home at a certain time and you're going to have dinner cooked for them or, or you're going to, um, be home in time to walk the dog or whatever it may be. But you consistently miss out on those promises and you fail to deliver on them, then there's going to be problems and there may not be a problem the first time you do it, but 10th time down the line, then there there will be a problem and that you're going to have to address that problem. But avoid that problem in the first place by delivering upon what you said you're going to deliver on. I think it's really key to make sure that you deliver on what you say you're going on, especially in uh, your family and personal life, but especially also in business as well. Um, Because I think, it's so easy to create a reputation. You know, you can build a really great reputation and it takes years and years and years to build a really fantastic reputation, but it only takes seconds to lose that reputation or for that reputation to fall some way by not doing what you say you are. Most people will give you the benefit of the doubt first or the second time, um, but after that then, that starts affecting your long-term reputation. And you know, if, if people were asking me about that, agent again in the future and it's a well-known agent in the business my recommendation is not going to be forthcoming is it i'm going to tell them about this experience and say well this is exactly what happened to me you know it's actually cost me a lot of money because actually like i said it's the second time i went up to view that property the first time I went up to view the property i couldn't get into the property because the agent didn't have all the keys with him because um, we were viewing a number of properties in that area and he'd left all the keys at home and he lived further away because he was he, had, he they were selling a portfolio of properties across the country and he was selling um and he left those keys at home and he lived like i said lived further away than I did, so he couldn't just pop back and get them so um so I went up and I saw the outside of Ten or twelve properties, however many properties we viewed the first time, and I arranged a second visit to go back again to view the insides of the property and he didn't turn up. So, you know, it's it's so that's twice that I was let down by the same agent. Um so what are the chances of me using that agent again? They're slim to nothing. Um so I think like I say, people are willing to give you the benefit of the doubt the first time, as I was. Um, you know everybody make mistakes it's okay let's book a second trip but a second trip was a complete waste of time he was he completely dishonest about me about how long the whole thing was going to take or whether he'd even turn up and then um, and then just failed to deliver on being there at all so it wasn't even that he was late it was just that he didn't turn up at all so it was a complete waste of trip so if you add all that up that's two tanks of fuel at minimum um, for that distance That's two whole days um um out of you know, because of the travelling. Um I had a hotel the first time because I was staying overnight. Um so there's a significant outlay that I've lost because of that. And I think because of that, he he's his reputation has gone right down in my eyes. I'm not gonna use him again. Um If anybody asks me, like I say, I'm going to repeat this story and I would recommend that they don't use him as well. So it's affecting his business. And what I really want to do is make sure that it doesn't affect my business in the future. I want to make sure that I've got everything on lock that I'm um, when I say something to a client, a customer, whether that's a tenant or a landlord, uh, whatever that may be that um, or you guys for that matter um you know it's about that consistency keeping that discipline sticking to your word because it's so easy to break it and you may think at the time that you know it's an arbitrary thing i said i'd do something but this time i can't but if you keep falling into that habit you're really going to be in this position and i think every nobody wants that in their business everybody wants to be uh, have a great reputation and um a good uh, good reputation for doing good business um, and, and like I said, it's not just about business either. This is in your personal life about making sure that you've got that integrity and that discipline in your personal life as well to achieve your goals and help your customers, clients, your family, your friends achieve what they want as well. So I think that's really important. Um, that, I think that's all I wanted to talk about today. You know, we've gone over the, a few of those topics that we talked about, about yes, creating your rules and sticking to them. Um, because it's, if you compromise once, it's always easy to compromise again. I think you need that discipline, um, to make sure that you, A, do what you say you're going to do. Um, but B, um, have that discipline to keep going in your own business. Because if you give up, then you're never, never going to achieve your goals and your dreams. Um, and have that integrity as well, and have a think about what integrity means to you prioritize your goals and your um, targets and and what you want to achieve so that if you're in a situation like i was again you can kind of prioritize and make some informed decisions on the best way to respond into a situation so hopefully that's helped you today um, hopefully you all have a drier week than last week um, i'm it's certainly looking a bit better today than it was the, the last week or so so hopefully that will continue um Drop us a message on the Facebook page if um, if you have any questions. Um, as usual, I would very much appreciate it if you went on to iTunes and left um, some feedback. We really appreciate that. Um, thank you very much. Um, I've been Gordon Doan, and you guys have been phenomenal. Thank you very much.